How are things here? Nate questioned as he sat on his side of the bed. He ran his eyes around the room. Mitzi, a girl with blonde hair forming braids on each side, who appeared a little taller and heavier than Harley, played with Harley and Reggie in the conversational area. They made up stories with Mitzi's doll and Reggie's old ones. Graham and Bree sat on the other end of the couch, studying their quan pads. He pulled me into his arms. I see our foster daughter is settling in okay. I want to know who told her I don't like her. She has this way of charming people, not in a bad way. She says our android doctors told the kids. I don't know about you, but I started remembering, I related, lifting my lips up to kiss him, then continued, some of the things that happened between the first spatial distortion and this one. I was afraid you wouldn't remember we made up. Perish the thought, he whispered, then returned my kiss. How are you feeling? I heard your fever spiked, and you and Ace convinced Graham to let you finish your shift. He stared at me. Ace made me out to be a monster, convincing him that he had to save you and her from my workaholism. I tilted my head to the side. She and Fireball are right, though. I do try to control everything. Especially with this vessel and our cases because my name is attached to them. And with our family, I suppose. You are the one who keeps the liberty and our family from spinning out of control, Nate answered, then kissed my head. I felt the hairs on the back of my arms stand up. What was that about? Fireball is usually stuck to you like glue. I don't know if he means it, but he is so confident in his friendship with you that it comes off as if I decide to, I can steal your wife. I broke away from him, cradled his face and assured him, that is not true. When he is in your presence, his demeanor probably does come off that way, but he can't. We kissed a few minutes before I gasped. I wrinkled my nose, then explained, I don't know how I didn't realize before what was happening with him. It's the baby. It's the same way he got before Milano was born. He is going to get destructive. Too bad he doesn't have any good male friends aboard, so he can have guys night while Ace, the girls and I are attending the wild and crazy girls night Bree promised us this weekend. He rubbed my shoulders, giving me a sidelong glance. Wild and crazy? Are you sure you are up to this, Peek? Your temperature was 102 degrees earlier today. I quipped, running my thumb over his cheek, I'll be fine. I'm sure it is just something like getting tattooed with our husband's names. He twisted his mouth. I think I'd like that. Maybe just a small jaguar that only I can see. If I am going to break my no tattoo policy, I decided, moving my finger over my wedding ring, it will be to get a permanent tattoo of my wedding band on my left ring finger. His face looked as if he'd swallowed the earth's sun. Let's both do that, on our weekend getaway to Sierra Seeks. A visual reminder that we are lifelong partners, that we are permanent. If you do it, I will do it, I agreed, running my hand over his head. I'm serious. If you want to do this, I will do it with you. I do. Then okay. We are doing this. Hey, Bree called out, looking up at me, I was going to convince you to come with me to that new tattoo parlor on Lima 8. I thought we could get codenamed tattoos. I laughed. The C-Sharp family had a drinking game. We drank whenever anyone got a new ink. My eyes took on a hunted look, remembering the one on the back of Cougar's neck. The poison tattoo that could have been the reason for his demise. Maybe we should start the tradition again. One shot of real alcohol every time one of us gets inked. I watch Nate, Graham and Bree's eyes lock on me. I'm joking. We don't need both my dad and I drinking.
Someone with the Thomas name has to represent the IIB in this fight. Only one Thomas can fall off the wagon at a time. Nate's comlet chimed. He stood and took the call out in the hallway. When he returned, he stood in front of the doors with a stunned expression on his face. That was one of my contacts with the IIB on Golf Tree, I was trying to determine if Judge Valentine was hiding out at Frederick's family vacation house. Frederick called the local authorities because he hadn't heard from her. A welfare check was done, and they found her shot. They ran her DNA and looked for the possibility of the body being a clone. They positively identified her as Judge Valentine. She is dead. Someone killed her. I drew in a deep breath as my heart pounded. Is that why the hairs on the back of my arms stood up? Could that be it? I felt a wave of nausea and a sensation of dread. Just then my comlet made the sound I never wanted to hear. I exchanged a troubled look with Nate, then Graham and finally Bree. I took a ragged breath before I put my thumb to my comlet and required, what's going on? Are you in a secure location, came mom's voice. It wavered. Angel, please go take Mitzi and Harley to the kitchen to get a snack, I bid. She opened her mouth. She took one look at my face, then helped the girls up and walked them into the hallway. I turned back to mom and said, Graham, Bree, Nate and I are the only ones in here. Please tell me what is wrong. She's been shot, Jessa. We were on Polo 8 for the colony tour. She wanted to tour the children's hospital. I told her not to. Not after the fire but she insisted. Nate came over and wrapped his arms around me as my mouth formed the words, Is she? No, mom answered with her voice moving up and down, but they don't think she's going to make it if an android doesn't do the surgery. Precision is needed to remove the bullet. It is too close to her heart. Can you send Dr. Weinhardt to the children's hospital? We do not want to move Maddie. I motioned for Graham to talk to Dr. Weinhardt. Just give me a few minutes, and I will go with her, I responded, looking around the room. Bree and Graham can stay here with the kids, and Nate and I can run our shifts from our mobile terminals. Graham and Bree nodded. No, she wants you to stick to our mission. You, Nate, Bree, and Graham. We need to keep this out of the press. She took a deep breath, and I could hear the tears in her voice as she asked, Jessa, what if we lose her? She's my best friend, and I already lost my husband. That buffoon of a vice president would run this country into the ground. Mom, I broached, letting Nate draw me into his arms, would you like Dad to come sit with you? I think you need someone to be with you. I can send Fireball or call for Tony. I want your dad. He should be here with me. He should be holding me and telling me everything is going to be okay. I need him, she said with grave deliberation. I could hear the tears catching in her throat, and, for the first time in my life, I wanted to comfort my mother. I will see what I can do, I told her, taking a deep breath. You need to know he's been drinking. It's bad, and Fireball is the one supplying him. I can call Tony, Michelle, and Vanessa. Have you called Senator Brighton yet? I broke away from Nate and mouthed, call dad. Tell him to get over here. Nate stood and moved away from the bed. I will take care of all that, Jessa. Just finish this mission. That is the last thing she said to me before they whisked her into one of the emergency rooms, mom returned. Be careful. I don't need to lose you too. I will keep you updated. Then the communique ended. I barely centered myself when Chip announced, Charlie Fackle is on the line. She said it is urgent. I threw up my hands and yelled, why not? Chip put her through. 
Two down. More to go. We are going to take out everyone who stands in the way of the GIO taking out the IAB, Charlie told me over the computer system. That includes you and your father, your husband, that demon child in your custody and General Graham. Anyone who stands by the IAB will be eliminated, big sister. The president dies, I spit out through clenched teeth, raking my eyes around the room, and I will hunt you down like the dog you are and make sure you don't live to hurt another person I love, and everyone who helped you. What is this? Revenge against my dad? Mom? The president? And how can you threaten to take out an innocent child? What did she ever do to you? You won't come after me, she voiced, because if you do, I will kill everyone you love, starting with that child, she made me lose everything, and I will not stand for that. You are not making a case for me not to come after you. You are giving me more reason to kill you outright. You are on the wrong side of this fight, sister, and me and my group are coming after you and everyone who is helping you, and we will win. Apparently you don't know who I am, I am Peacock, and winning is my middle name. Then I ended the communication. Everyone sat in stunned silence for a few minutes. Nate held me as tightly as he could. My stomach nodded, and I felt a lump in my throat. My mind raced. What if Aunt Maddie didn't make it? I wanted to be there if anything happened. I wanted her to know how much I loved her. I wanted to be there if she transitioned, but I knew she would fight, and she wanted me, us, to finish this mission. I called Ace, Fireball and your dad, Graham told me. He caught my eye and advised me, whatever you need, you've got it. Let's finish this mission. She doesn't need to worry about this. I nodded. Why Aunt Maddie ran with Congresswoman Crawford, I will never know. I don't believe her capable of running this country in the interim. Let's just take this one step at a time, Graham provided, stood and moved toward me. You know we have a plan if that happens. Bree followed him over to me. We all sat on the bed as Ace, Fireball and Dad marched into the room. If this is about my mother Fireball started, then caught the look on my face. His hardened features softened. I could almost see concern in them. This cannot be about my mother. I shook my head and said, I am sorry for your loss. I am, but I just received a call from my mother. I could hear tears in her voice. Tears. Rachel Thomas doesn't cry. Not in my presence. We are keeping this out of the press right now, but the president has been shot. From what mom said, the doctors don't think she will make it without precise surgery. Graham interjected, touching my hand before looking at the group that hung out by the doors, Doctors Manning and Weinhardt are headed to Polo 8 now to do the surgery. I looked at my hands, then over at Dad. I waited until he met my eyes and declared, My mom, your wife, is asking for you. I offered to ask Fireball or Tony, if he decides to come see his mother, to sit with her, but she needs you. She doesn't ask for anything unless she has to. I wanted to go, but the president made it clear we have to finish our mission. Jessa, stay out of it, Dad countered. He shook his head and decided, your mother didn't. She wouldn't. That was the second time he accused me of lying. I understood he hurt, but I had no patience right now. She did. Nate, General Graham and Bree heard her too. I know what it is too, I answered, looking back at Nate, then returning my eyes to Dad's, have to find the strength to ask for help from my husband when I know he is mad at me for something I didn't do. She's hurting. She needs someone to be on her side. If you don't love her enough to go to her, to swallow your pride, put your ego in check, then you should divorce her now instead of prolonging it, 
Cut the ties. Once and for all. Jessica Elizabeth Thomas Masters, he yelled, putting his hands on his hips. My eyes started to water. No, I can't be your savior. Not now. Not ever. I shouldn't be put in this situation. You need to figure it out because Torch is not your problem. You are. Dad stared at me. Nate put his arms around me. He kissed my cheek. Hey, Brad, why don't I go with you? Fireball expressed, lowering his voice. No matter what is going on, we need to be in Rachel's corner. Her best friend is in critical condition. Dad nodded slowly. Fireball led him toward the doors. Fireball caught my eye as I gave him a grateful smile. Just as the doors opened, the computer system announced, Colonel, Torch Fackle is on the line for you. I watched Dad and Fireball move back into the bedroom. I hit the bed with my fist. What the hell does he want? I demanded, dropping my head in my hands. First, Judge Valentine, then Aunt Maddie, after that, the crazy woman who threatened to kill us all, and now, her damn father. All in one freaking hour. I calmed myself, reminding myself that Aunt Maddie, Mom and this man were involved in a top-secret project related to the Twin Effect case. Chip, tell Torch I have an important matter to attend to. Dad and Fireball headed out the doors again. Graham squeezed my hand and said with grave deliberation, If you go down for killing these people, Nate and I are going down too. These people messed with the president. If you kill them, Peek, Nate agreed, moving in front of me, I will deny I know anything about it. Graham and Bree nodded. Knowing Aunt Maddie, she has already put immunity in place for such an event, I provided, smiling at each in turn. I know she has a contingency plan for almost every situation. I am confident she's granted me anyone who helps me immunity. I love you, though, for having my back. All three of you. I moved toward the edge of the bed. I'm going to fix dinner, then we are going to pull an all-nighter. Bree called out, Chip, please tell John John we are going to need two family-size lasagnas. 